Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And I'm Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this week we have a guest. It's AJ. Hi. It's AJ. She's here I'm in here. the space. She's here in the meat space, except not really, because we're all recording remotely. Mm-hmm. This I'm in is my, how you my do walk-in it. closet currently. <sighs> Wow, Miss Miss Rich has a walk-in closet. <laughs> Miss, um, <laughs> if Miss you saw her right now, you wouldn't be saying Miss Rich right now, but okay. We'll move on. <laughs> I have seen your apartment. Is this your secret walk-in closet where you eat snacks and potato cakes? <laughs> this is my secret walk-in closet that I completely forgot I had until literally two days ago when I had to actually pick up the clothes I had on my floor. You like can walk week. into <laughs> it. Listen, the door is closed. Door it went? doesn't exist for my knowledge. It's a room in your house. <laughs> okay. So speaking of closets, today we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, specifically Oof. season 10, which is the one. Is it over yet? or is it No, no, no. It's got like top five, I think. Okay, I thought it. Yeah. No, by closets there, I did not mean closeted. I meant clothes. Oh, yeah, no, because I'm not closeted at all. No, no, very out. We've been known this. (laughs) This is known. Yeah. So, I don't really. I mean, I've never watched this show. I have like a vague awareness of it. I just know about RuPaul, and I know about just like people who. I believe some of them identify as male, but and some of them are trans Most women. Most of them identify as male, sis. Oof. Okay, I did not know what the ratio was there. Um, and yeah. I know that they... Um, I know the yeah, more famous ones are trans. I mean, well, like, that's a, that's a oof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, talk about it. Yeah, I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race is kind of just... It's mainly for drag queens that identify as cis dudes which is kind of shitty and they usually sometimes and usually sometimes it's by surprise (laughs) that they'll have a trans woman on the show but anyway so the show itself is just sort of like a it's a competition slash like reality show it goes back and forth it's not really a competition in my opinion because honestly most of the shit's just a bunch of memes that a bunch of gays have now it's anyway (laughs) so they just they compete in different challenges like there's okay, acting. what are the challenges? There's, like, an acting, acting challenge where you'll be, like... Oh, yeah. Either in, like, a... um, What's it called? One of those musicals. Uh, <laughs> RuPaul likes to do this thing where he just literally puts the beginning of his name at the beginning of, like, some fucking shit uh, word and goes, Rusical. Or, yeah. Rewind. Like... Rue, fuck yourself, okay? But, like, anyway, so... And and most of the challenges, they've been doing, like, fucking every season. Like, the Snatch Game is every, every season. Yeah, Snatch Game is, like, you're um, impersonating, like, a celebrity. Or sometimes okay. another drag queen. <laughs> because they're creative. So, because gay. So is being a drag queen a, like, performance art? Uh, yeah. Drag, being, drag itself is actually, like, a form of art. It's like a yeah, performance. Wait. The original OG drag. I, <laughs> I want to know what Sean knows about just drag in general. What do you know oh, about yeah. drag? Well, I know I knew several people who did drag in high school. Um, the they were all gay men, and um, tragic. The all I know <laughs> is that you get together 
and the drag queens put on a, a shit ton of makeup and I don't know, they go out on stage. They, and they do, do a little thing on the catwalk. I don't know. They do something on stage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's I'm sorry. That's a that's, big chunk. That's the extent of my knowledge. Uh most of the ones I've seen are are lip syncing. Interesting. Yeah, there's well, lip syncing. Like, I know there's a few of them that actually have like music careers and they like sing well quote unquote music careers. It's very lightly <laughs> sometimes. Forgive how normy <laughs> this is, honest. but but, forgive how normy this is, but so it's like when Tom Holland went on the like lip sync challenge, he was doing drag. Yes, California. All right. Didn't really have like it's like it's like it's drag for the sense of just performance art, wearing pretty feminine clothing, and you know. It would have been great if he had had like an actual drag like face makeup. I mean, mm. yeah, but at the same time, it's still drag. It's just I don't know because yeah, drag isn't necessarily is just like, like a, the face. Yeah, I don't know if this is like a bad thing, but I like really don't like the drag face. I mean, you don't like the makeup. Yeah, it's a preference, and there is some faces I don't like, but it's like <laughs> specific faces. You know, there, there's a bunch of different ones because there's a lot. Like, honestly, they range from like, oh gosh, do you know at all? Divine? Like, have you heard of Divine before? Like, pink flamingos. Uh. <laughs> Should we send you, like, Google image searches? That won't translate well to a podcast, but go ahead. Well, yeah, anyway. Just fucking do it. Divine's just, do just it. um, basically, I'm saying, like, when it comes to, like, the, the drag makeup, it's, like, brows are basically non-existent where they used to be, and they're put on, like, halfway up the forehead, like, a line, and then there's, like intense blue makeup or intense co- like one color makeup that's sort of like as oh gosh and there's like yeah, super like, cut creases like i am huge now wing. i'm now looking at pink flamingos and they have um i have seen them before they are they have a very dramatic look there are a lot of photos of her holding a gun on google i love it <laughs> It's perfect. It's beautiful. It looks like a legit Evangelista. It's a model. Anyway, so... I mean, she looks like she's trying to be on Star Trek, is what she looks like. Yeah. But, so, I mean, it ranges from, like, intense oh. makeup like that, or intense, like, face who shaping, the, um, to subtle stuff. Who was the Britney Spears impersonator? Oh. <laughs> Derek Barry? Oh, God. What was it? Derek Barry. Oh, Derek Barry. I'm yes. gonna send that... Because that's one that's a little less dramatic. Yeah. Um, there's Eric Berry's a little less dramatic. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's um, like, there's, in, it's usually, it's usually an in-between. There's not like super intense. Like you're either going like <laughs> Trixie Mattel, Bianca Del Rio, or you're going to like Ivy Winters or like, you know, Sasha oh, Vibor is pretty in the I middle between. Sasha yeah. Sasha's really great. Um, Peppermint's got it like, Peppermint's makeup really focuses a lot on like highlighting and eye makeup mm-hmm. so yeah there's a bunch um the show itself has featured a lot i guess of the more popular ones um mm-hmm. i didn't really get into it until season seven was currently airing or like finished with its um finale how, how many I seasons found, are like, there Ooh, right now it's on 10 
Yeah, that's oh, the one right. we're going to watch is 10. Yeah, I think I it started in like 2009 now. or 8. <laughs> 2018. Well, <laughs> ten, 10 years okay. ago. Yeah. 10 years ago it started. <laughs> so, um, uh, right then. Yeah, it's they got different challenges where they either personate like a celebrity or they're like being like a fake lip sync musical or they have to do like an outfit. Like they have to make an outfit with a theme. Usually right. if they do um, a live performance, they tend to have to have like a second part of the challenge being like a look or like a themed look for something. So that's usually what the show is. And it, it seems very Frank- heavily on looks. Yeah. Frankly, it's- the challenge portion seems kind of flimsy. Well, that's what it is. It's um, generally, it's sort of pushed within like, how drag is seen by popular media that it's focused more on the look, which really sucks because there's been a lot of people who have literally just won because of being really good at, you know, just being themselves. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, the biggest one is obviously Jinx Monsoon from season five of RuPaul's Drag Race. She won. Okay. Didn't really have the best looks technically by the opinion of the judges, but I mean, I loved her a lot. And I still love her a lot. And, well, and I, I like yeah. um, Bianca Del Rio a lot. And she mostly won because she was funny. Yeah. You guys have a lot but to Bianca say Del Rio, the show. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot and, to say. And you're throwing around a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not really keeping up with the conversation anymore. <laughs> but um, Are you looking at the links I'm sending? Yeah. There's a lot of overwhelming something. stuff. <laughs> it's very overwhelming. I'll be honest. Okay. Um, talk about RuPaul. Okay. Where do I start? <laughs> During the show um, or before the show? I'll start with the before the show a little yeah. bit. Because, I mean, the main thing is RuPaul was, like, a really popular drag queen in the 80s, 90s. Usually around the 90s is when, like, he actually got, like, more, you know, screen time and stuff. He's been on, like, he was, it started out with, um, like, drag being discovered and, like, club kid scenes being discovered through, like... Those, like, talk shows. Like, how, like, Joan Rivers used to have, like, a talk show or whatever. Like, okay. So, basically, they would have these people on who have, like, these weird, crazy outfits. And they're like, oh, what do you what do you do with your life? Like, you're just partying constantly. And they're like, no, this is just my nightlife. Like, I have a different job where, like, I'm during the day or whatever. RuPaul was just happening. One of those people got a lot more um, popularity constantly. And then... Some of them started are. music, yeah. you know. Mm. So yeah. Oh, yeah, RuPaul before the show started, a lot of people knew RuPaul for music. Yeah, because he started with a, with a with a sizable career in music. I mean, not the worst. Got some bars. I just I mean they're not usually <laughs> bops for me. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> There's a reason why they only choose one a season to have as like the runway walk song, <laughs> but you know it's you okay. Know. An album a year. I don't understand. That's fine. <laughs> You'll understand soon enough. But yeah, so I mean, some hubbub happened, and then he got a show for drag, and then you know it started no. season one, season two, season three. Okay. They weren't really like <laughs> list all the season numbers. <laughs> well, I'm saying like they started this because they're like, hey, we can like start showing this off and like doing other things with it. So that's where they sort of came in with 
using RuPaul's Drag Race as, like, wow, look at this. And it was, like, I mean, it was, like, 2008, 2009, like, 2010 era. So I think at that time it was still really, like, the world wasn't super great. <laughs> it's still not super great right now, but at that so time. So the weird late oddies. Oh, yeah, no, that time reminds me of, like, you ever have friends, parents, whose version of, like, acceptance is, like, oh, my God, I love watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and, like, I love having gay friends, <laughs> you know? Interesting. Do you have the acceptance level of middle schoolers? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's basically, like, they see it on the TV, and they're like, oh, wow, what a cute show. And then it's, like... They realize that this is someone's like daily like night job, and then they're just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, I'm not okay with that." It's like, they're like, "Oh, it's so funny. It's like cute for a little time, and then like don't ever show it to me ever after this is over." <laughs> All right. right, but that um, was like the beginning, and it's sort of it's become more of a, a pop culture now because a lot of um, scenes and like gifts from like the show, like people make like gifts of like people from the show either with like a facial reaction or like what they're saying and they make it into memes and it's like popularized because that shit's funny <laughs> and white gays eat it up constantly yeah i think that i might have seen a couple of memes you know just like handed around i i can't remember any of them in particular to be honest yeah well okay i don't want to actually give out any from this season because some of them are in the very first three episodes, so... You have to <laughs> share the classic, but the yeah, classic okay. memes with Actually, me. Actually, real quick. So when it comes to, like, the show, it's not just the competition part, because, like, they have, the, like, this competition. They have, like, RuPaul going into what they call the workroom, which is where they work on outfits and prepare, like, scenes and performances or whatever. And like, Tell me, is it at any point spelled or at least heavily implied to be work spelled with an E? That's exactly what it is. Yes, yes. Like, it's, it's, it's gay. <laughs> like, there is not a single word that's not <laughs> oh, turned perfect. I, I saw a video on uh, Facebook the other day that was like, like 80-year-old gays hear young gay slang. And a lot of the, like, quote-unquote slang that they were showing them was, like, weird stuff that they say on RuPaul's Drag Race like occur oh yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of the <laughs> stuff, stuff that actually... real people probably don't use I mean I mean the thing when it comes to like do. queer culture specifically too mm. when it comes to like RuPaul's Drag Race there's a lot of African American vernacular English that's taken because like Drew Dolls Drag Days yeah it's it's the it's the thing that like white gays are taking it from black gays yeah I uh. mean like Actually, just a real quick snippet, that's actually become a pretty big, um, that was a big conversation that happened a little bit in a few episodes of this season, where they oh, actually great. talk about, like, the differences of inequality that um, queens of color experience when they're, like, performing or, like, trying to get gigs or whatever. It's pretty great, because, you know, <laughs> they never really talk about that shit. They talked a little mm. bit about it on um, the most recent All-Stars season of drag race which was like a whole different thing anyway so yeah. they have i also the normal feel like i uh, i also feel like i hear a lot of that lingo being used for some reason by a lot of 
corporate media and things like Bitmoji are like yeah. constantly using that sort of lingo. Yeah, no, the corporations use it because they try to get to try to sound hip and like it's just it's a marketing strategy. Of course, they're going to appropriate it. They want money from gay people just as much as they want money from straight people. Yeah. They do it real (laughs) bad, They want you to think that they're an ally. So they're like, hey, let's market with it. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely corporations that are way better at, like, proving that they're, like, allies of the queer community. But, like, majority of the time, you're just using it so I can, like, pay for a fucking Coca-Cola or some shit. Anyway... (laughs) So, All right, so is it time to watch, or are there more things you want to say? There's a little bit left before to like prepare you for how the show sort of like um, formulates itself. Because we have the right. 45 minute to hour long sort of um, episodes where it's like them doing the challenges and then they get judged and then they get put in either the top and win the challenge or in the bottom and have to lip sync for oh. their life. Um, well, that's a big thing when it comes to drag races because lip syncing is such a huge thing when it comes to drag cu- drag culture in bars and in like live performance and stage. So they have that, but like there's also a little twenty minute snippet that they have at the very end after the episode's over that they have called um, Untucked, and Untucked is sort of. They, they basically what they do is they put all the queens who are like on that episode backstage, they put cameras on them and they give them alcohol and they wait to see for them to like say some shit. They wait for drama. Yeah. And that's basically what it is. I know it was way more scripted in the first couple seasons, but I think recently it's really just, they put them back there and let them talk it out. So are we going to be watching Untucked or just the regular I think it's necessary just so that you can, because they mentioned the Untucks and, um, episodes after they are like are aired so So we'll even like flashback to it yeah no that's we flashback to it but it's important to get the whole so it's the um it's the extra canon canon content yeah it's where more memes can fester (laughs) a lot of memes come from untucked they say hashtag a lot on the show not just to let you know it pops up buy all of these comic books because making putting all this backstory in our our new co- movie or video game is too hard honestly <laughs> but yeah that's i mean that's just the formula is um you know pre-challenge or given the challenge organize perform execute whatever and then judge execute <laughs> all right is that everything <laughs> and then lip sync and then untucked yeah that's pretty much it all right yeah. that's everything got it all right let's Let's go, and then let's have a conversation about how clothes are not gendered, and also gender is an illusion. <laughs> right now? And, All right. And how that impacts RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Cool. Uh, bo- <laughs> bon appetit. back um so i have a question oh no why are they called queens 
But uh, <laughs> that's more of a history question, I think. Okay. It, because they're dressed up like beautiful women. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> that was just unexpected. Sorry. I thought you guys would know. I mean, if if I were to do drag, I would be a drag king. Drag king. Because I'd be dressed up as a dude. Right, okay. Right. How many? I mean, to be honest, it's really not like, it's kind of uncertain. Is drag king a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish they had shows about it. Drag queens, drag kings, drag royalty, drag artists. Just drag? Just drag? Dragons? (laughs) All of them are here. (laughs) There's a weird thing in our culture where it's like, OMG, it's a man wearing women's clothes. How silly. Or if it's like, oh, it's a woman wearing men's clothes. How butch. Yeah, that's why it's kind of... uh, There's less of a scene for drag kings even Mm -hmm. in like even in like local like gay bars there's still less of a scene for it that's Uh, unfortunate but i want to get your like just your reaction what do you think of the show without either of our input okay um From, from never having seen it before i think that there's a lot of culture shock to the like drag queen community um i think that drag community yeah to the drag community and i think i was not i despite uh y'all preparing me i still was not prepared like i don't know what i expected but like i still felt like i had a lot of trouble following what was going on and keeping track of who was who Um, yeah i did write down that like there were so many inside jokes yeah and um I feel like the show didn't do a lot to, like, establish each individual contestant, so I had trouble keeping track of them. Um, Yeah, there's, like, 14 this season, so it was really difficult, I think, to even establish, like, more than seven of them. Yeah. (laughs) Because usually when it comes to, like, their general, like, set, I think that's, like, 12, generally, is what they have. Like, 10 to 12. I think the first season had nine. I'm not completely sure. But anyway, it's just really, like... I guess it's, it's like, really difficult for them to edit it in a way. I mean, they still gave every queen at least, well, I think at least every queen had one sort of either emotional sort of, like, scene or, like, a a highlight, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But obviously there's more the later on it goes because they survive longer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, it it was just really weird because... Um, even though I've seen a lot of the other seasons, I didn't even catch all of the references they were making. Oh yes, I mean honestly, sometimes I even forget who they are. <laughs> like, yeah, well, <laughs> when they said, when... "I've seen every episode," and it's like, um, yeah, which one? Who? Which one? Who? Who went home this season? This episode? <laughs> I don't remember that one. Who? When, oh. when she said like a, a Charlie Hall moment, I knew exactly what that was, but I totally forgot in that moment. Charlie Hyde's moment. Exactly. <laughs> See, I just got it wrong. Yeah. Like, I've seen that moment. I know what it is, but I'm just like, a what? A who? <laughs> yeah. This, uh, I mean, she was one of them that went home. Yeah. Without much to do. Yeah. Um, 
I f- also, I am currently checking yes to make sure that her name is Charlie Hydes and that I didn't butcher it either. <laughs> okay, well, um, I think... It was Charlie Hydes. I feel bad, but, but also... I, mean... I, I think there's also the assumption that, like, all of the queens participating, like, know everything about the drag culture. Like, any any obscure oh, yeah. person they bring in, they're gonna know. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you are, like either like contestant on the show you gotta know everything about every episode basically yeah at least when it comes to references and like yeah or at least pretend to know yeah and you have to know the system or like if you don't know the system okay gotta be a hardcore there's like a certain like yeah what's the system system? you have to sort of know to be successful like okay for a queen to like successfully like make her mark through drag race They've got to sort of know when the cameras are rolling and know exactly how to say something to be able mm-hmm. to make it, like, onto the show. they got to um, have camera awareness? Yeah, they have to... Well, yeah, and I think... Okay, and this is this will make sense more if you watch the rest of the season. Yeah, well, you know, if people make the decision to. But uh, the reason why I think... Okay, so I saw a lot of Eureka. Yes. In, these, like, in the beginning of this. Like... Because Eureka was there last year and knew exactly how to play the game, so to speak. Like, she knows when to say something at a certain point, whether cameras are on or off. Like, she knows how to, like, formulate shit. And she was able to get herself more, like, visionary, like, more vision on the show. More, like, screen time and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Which becomes kind of an issue later on when people are like, how the hell did this bitch get here? She hasn't even been on the show for, like... (laughs) More than 10 seconds, well, but you know. And and that's the thing that's, I think, with a lot of reality shows, because that's a problem that The Bachelorette had with the last season I watched with. A lot of the dudes are really shitty, but they got a lot of screen time because they were shitty. Oh, yeah. Um, <sighs> and it's the only season of The Bachelorette I have watched and probably will watch ever. But... <laughs> <laughs> I watched one season, and then I immediately found out that after, like, they had finished filming it and, like, recorded it that the people actually broke up and i was like wow well the um, last season's couple is still together so far rachel and brian yeah that's off topic anyway but yeah they had a lot of there's one dude that was specifically like racist and the bachelorette was black and they just like kept him on because he got people watching because he was weird and interesting or whatever. like please don't end up with him because he's a shithead yeah exactly right. but that there's like that just this, gives like, them more visibility yeah, yeah there's all this like intentional like production twisting and editing around to um uh to uh hype up and uh exaggerate like any any drama or conflict or stakes that there is because by and large human beings interacting uh they do not provide that sweet sweet television drama Mm -mm. and that's sort of it's like that's what it comes to rupaul's drag race like it's that but exemplifies like there's so much more because it's like also just it's become a part of queer culture at least like mainstream queer culture yeah for sure when it comes to reference to the show to be all about the drama and like all about the tea and shit it's really frustrating sometimes ouch but like it becomes a huge amount of like emotional drain i think on the contestants themselves as well as just in general like i mean i have my own opinions about it but 
so right before this, we had just finished watching. So we didn't just watch the episodes, but we also watched the Untucked episodes, which is something I've never done. So I've watched a lot of the seasons, but none of the Untucked. Oh, yeah. Um, and this Ooh. Untucked seemed to focus on, like, Vixen Import- focusing Ooh. on, like, uh, the importance of how black people versus white people are viewed and, like, microaggression type stuff. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. We can talk about stuff. Like, when it comes to, like, editing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because oof, 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 oof. Okay. <laughs> so. There's a lot of, um, talking over each other and a lot of, um, people, like, a lot of not, a lot of, not a lot of people uh, defending Vixen and a lot of people who are like, okay, but Vixen, can you maybe chill? And Vixen is like, no, you're, yeah, that's not the point. I found it what... really funny how, like, the all majority of the people telling her to chill were the white chicks. And I was like, oh, yeah. come on. But, um, I'm, yeah, I'm honestly so... glad how Vixen defended herself. They were like, can you chill? And she's like, yeah. I'm not going she's to like, let can people you go from attack like a, me. Can you go down to a five? And she's like, uh, no, a dead ass, no. Like, yeah. not going down. Not she's like, if someone polite. attacks me, I'm not going to be polite back to them. That's stupid. Yeah, so I guess the thing specifically is about how, uh, what was it? In the first, second episode, Vixen wins the, um, the challenge. Well, she wins both challenges, actually, because they always have like that mini challenge. She won the mm-hmm. mini challenger, and then she also won the whole brawl sort of thing. And it was the farmer musical. Oh, but God. It's their bad. look, runway looks, or whatever. Yeah. Their runway looks were the, you know, the part in question because Aquaria had a big opinion to say on episode three about how she's like, ooh, well, you know, you had to borrow that wig, Vixen, so it's not really right. your best drag. And then the vixen was like, okay, you're coming for me. Here I am, throwing shade back. And then Aquaria gets defensive. And she she gets to this point because it just keeps going back and forth. And she goes, you're so negative. (laughs) (laughs) So, segue to Untucked. When, you know, everything's just, everything's chill for a hot second. And then, like, who was it that brought it up? Uh, Miz Some brought, bitch it up? brought it up. Oh yeah, I think it was this. Uh, this cracker brought it up, and like, ooh, goddamn. Yeah, Miss Cracker was it's not. A, it's a doing good in that. She scene. wasn't helping. I'll I'll be honest. I think this is probably the um through like the camera lens the best that the vixen has looked when it comes to her arguments mm-hmm. because it becomes an issue later. Which we can act with an actual like spoilers on before okay. we talk about the shit that happened with the vixen. Yeah, mm. with either like later in the sh- episodes and like after the show had been finished airing, but um, this is like the one time, and it's like when it comes to like the editing, you have to be like really specific about what you're saying. But obviously, the whole situation was Aquarius started getting defensive about the vixen coming for her, and the vixen was like, "Okay, but you're the one who started it." And I told you all that I was going to start doing... I wasn't going to start... I'm here to fight. So if you're going to start a fight with me, I'm going to finish it, so to speak. And then he just kept going back and forth, and Aquarius starts crying. <laughs> and then this whole thing <laughs> pops up. And so, luckily she had time to talk about it. The Vixen mentioned, this right here, what we're doing right now, you crying, as a scared little white girl getting attacked by an angry black woman. Mm-hmm. Which, 
I've like really honestly I think about it like I've never heard that ever talked about on Drag Race like ever no not even just that just yeah like racism in general (laughs) like (laughs) they mentioned it the most in this season because there was like the um talk where in episode two untucked where um, Moni Cart was just like you can't be black and gay yeah talking about like all these like intersectional issues when it comes to being like super like coming from a super religious family Mm-hmm. or whatnot and all these other things so it's just these are like the good moments <laughs> i'd say <laughs> very few good moments in the show mm-hmm. and that's just when really any of like the queens of color are having like a moment to talk about something important that never gets talked about on drag race ever and i get it why like i get from like a standpoint of we want good reviews well, not good reviews. Okay, well, okay, from a standpoint of we want good, um... Publicity? We, have, we want, yeah, pub, I guess it's good publicity. I don't know if it's good publicity or if it's good, like, high numbers. It's probably more like, we want high numbers. So yeah. we're going to talk less about these issues, because, you know, the white the white people watching this show don't really give a shit about this. For the most part, right. I'd say. Gotta um, get that tend big to sort number of energy. Glaze over these. Yeah, because... Basically, whenever I see on, like, um, social media people responding to these, like, episodes happening, I mean, and I always go to check to make sure, but, like, most of the people who are, like, the vixen's so out of, like, out of, like, tone, or, like, so mean, or disrespectful, or whatever, or Monique Hart shouldn't have done this, or whatnot, it's, like, it's always just white people. (laughs) Like, that's what the show is mainly targeted for and it's getting it's gone it's become so obvious in the season like i was i wasn't even excited for the season like i watched all stars 3 and i was like well, that was a shit show i don't even care about all stars like no i mean all stars i don't even care about season 10 now right. and i watch like these episodes i'm like oh it's like so so the- on on the note of monique monique was robbed twice Oh, yes. In three right. episodes. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, what the biggest uh, injustices perpetrated by the judges were. Uh, the, I think the biggest injustice for me is whenever they would clock somebody for not having a uh, yeah. good old uh, waistline is... or a good old like hourglass shape. Um, maybe like first episode. I don't know. Maybe like Vanessa Vanya Mateo. I don't know. <laughs> These are some bad judges. A box body. But then Aquaria was like, oh, golden, you know? Like, every time Aquaria goes out there, not not padded. You know, just like straight. Wow, so beautiful. Androgynous. Perfect. It's like, some other queen does it. (laughs) It looks like it's just the white queens who never get their shit taken up. Everybody else. I don't know, you know, Vanessa, Vixen. All these people are getting clocked for it, and it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want Sean to guess who's going to be in the top four. Can you remember any of their names? I remember Vixen Aquaria. Uh, Calorie got kicked off, and I remember yes. Ms. Cracker because her name's real bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, can y'all guys uh, list slash remind me of some of the other uh, ones? Because Cameron I've only got... is the bodybuilder. Who? 
Cam- Cameron? Cameron. Cameron. Cameron Michaels. Michaels. The bodybuilder. I'm. I am super hyper feminine in my body shape because but I'm, I'm a masculine muscle. I'm boy. also buff. Okay. <laughs> um, and then there's Blair, who looks like a child. Blair Saint Clair. She actually like I'm. I was so surprised because the first episode, I thought she was gonna be super boring, but like her drag is really good. Yeah, no, she's really great. Um, I mean, obviously, everyone's like you like when you first look at somebody, you're gonna have like a bunch of like judgments. I did have a lot of judgments about Blair, and it was more like poking light fun to myself, like, wow, I can't believe they let a thirteen year old boy on the show. Right. <laughs> That's it. And I mean, it's kind of shitty because it's whatever. But like after the show, I mean, I never really like said anything out about it to too many people because I think she's great because she just took, she fucking turned it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's Blair St. Clair. There's Monique Hart, which is the um one of the black queens. She's the one, if you remember, she's the one who got robbed. Multiple the times. one who got we robbed twice. A few times on this uh, podcast, but yeah. Oh, there's Mayhem. Uh, Queen Queen of Hearts. There's Mayhem Miller, who was the winner of the first episode. Who's Queen of Hearts? Queen of Hearts was Monique. Monique Hart. In the first episode. You know. Yeah. The best look of that night. The one who who didn't even make it to the top. Anyway. Any of those. uh, There's Eureka. I forgot Eureka existed. Yeah, Eureka. (laughs) There's Asia O'Hara. There's... um, Dusty Ray Bottoms. You was out. You oh, Hamasaki and then Monet Exchange. But out of the. Yeah. So. What season is this? 10? 10. Yeah. Don't go looking up any spoilers. Don't cheat. <laughs> I want you to guess. I want you to look at their pictures. Or their finale pictures. just happened a few days pictures? ago. You're not allowed to look it up. I don't know. Uh, if you need to look up their names, just don't look up who won because it already happened. Can y'all give me like a picture or something? Yeah, hold on. Oof. Okay, so you got <laughs> Vixen, Aquaria, Miss Cracker, Cameron, Blair, Monique, and Mayhem. Uh, Eureka, Asia, O'Hara. Asia just got kicked off. No. No. Yua got kicked off. Who was oh. Asian? <laughs> wow! It's it seemed like something she would do. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, honey. No. I mean, maybe, but I don't want to judge what she would do because I barely know her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, I sent you the the thing that came out before the season aired. Yeah, I'm just thinking of when she was leaving and she was saying immigration, okay. immigration. I'm immigrating. Okay. So, I guess that's why I assumed that she would be the one going by Asia. So pick four that you think are going to make it to the very end. Four. I just want, you can just pick them out by the picture and we will name them. I just want to know who you think is going to make it. So there's 11 left and I need to pick four. Yeah. Uh, out of Aquaria, Asia O'Hara, and... Blair St. Clair, I'd like to think that Asia would make it to the top four. Okay. Okay. Continue. Um, for some reason, I don't think that Dusty Ray Bottoms is going to make it to the top four. I, but mm, I, I want to hope that... I don't know. I want to hope that someone... <laughs> Considering that Eureka got kicked off in like week t- two of... Who got kicked like, off in week two? 
Uh, no, of when, of her, of the season she was on before. Yeah. Oh, Eureka? Yeah. I don't know. She wasn't kicked off in week two. She was kicked off in, like, episode six. Okay, well, I, I get the feeling that because she was kicked off in a year. she broke her leg. Right. That's what I mean. I think because, I, I, I think that because, uh, she broke her leg and had to leave in the middle of the previous season, uh, that they would want to intentionally put her in the top four. All right. Okay. And number three. We have two. Wait, yeah, number three. Who's the third person? I feel like the universe is going to annoy me and put Ms. Cracker in the top four. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number four. And the last. Um... Maybe either... Yeah, that she's one. But continue. Uh, I think I'm gonna go for the last one. Uh, huh. Either Vixen or Monique, because they're the ones who have stood out the most, and I feel like okay. if you stand out the most and get attention, that you would end up in the top four. What, who so out of those are you two? making? Final decision. Final decision. Final um, decision. Monique. Okay. Okay. I I'm not going to tell let's, you. I've just want let's put down this. I, well, we could do a spoiler zone and say who is in the top four, or we could just tell him how many out of the four he got right. Tell me like, how many I got right first. I think we should still put down a spoiler zone, even if we're I'm just gonna... telling him how many he got right. Spoiler zone. Two out of four. Awesome! Half right! That's way more <laughs> than I thought I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you who after, if you want to know. Do you think that my reasoning was okay? I think on... Uh, I think of, I can't. Okay, if we're still in the spoiler zone, I will say I think you made the right decision on specifically one of them and how, you know, how the production works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, to be fair, I didn't expect one of the people who ended up being in the top four to get past episode five. <laughs> you know who I'm talking okay, about. Okay, I'm be honest. I didn't expect that bitch to get here after like episode four. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's so, yeah, like, exactly. I don't know what, how she top, made it. I to thought the top. two were gonna make it too. Well, I don't I know what happens in episode four. Right, but... gonna make it too. <laughs> Sounds dramatic. I'm just for my wants. There were definitely different wants that I wanted. I'm just but... saying, <laughs> out of the top four, there is one who specifically like. It's basically a wild card. Like, why are you here? Oh. Yeah, that's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Who? Blair St. Clair? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Are we still in the spoiler zone? No, we're out of the spoiler zone. It, I okay, I don't want to say it, but, like, oh, I want to say it. Then we are okay. in the spoiler zone. Okay. Why don't you guys just say well, all the spoiler things you want to okay. say right now? You ready? Ready. Okay, if we do, then, okay. Top four is Asia, O'Hara, Eureka, Aquaria, and Cameron Michaels. I didn't expect it either. Oh. I'll be honest. <laughs> I didn't know that she was going to make it past halfway, but she did. Yeah, Cameron Michaels is uh, so nothing. She's just so nothing. Opinion, they should have been kicked off and made a top three, but you know. They're the one who's like, I'm also masculine. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's fine, and I, I'm totally down for that, because, like, 
I like the thought of having more butch queens yeah. and having way more. Well, she's not even um, masculine butch, shaped though. queens. I mean, she. She's not she's muscular. Yeah, and but that's, that's what her thing butch. is. Yeah, but like I get it. I'm not saying like. Yeah. Well, she's I, she's obviously not my favorite. She's not I mean, any more butch than any of the others, though. You I'm just you saying, were I right. Think it's so cool that she has a masculine body. When you said earlier that like the further you get along in the show, the more screen time that other people get. You're probably right that just Cameron, as of episode three, hasn't had like any decent screen time. Yeah, but, like no. from what I've seen of her so far, it's nothing. Like she's just boring. Yeah. She's got cool looks. Like her looks are pretty yeah. nice, but yeah. legitimately when I was watching it, I was like, How did she get here? Yeah. <laughs> like there were a few things that she does, which I guess we're in the spoiler zone, so I can say it. Yeah. yeah. You guys are okay with it. Uh, one thing I was gonna with... say uh one thing I was gonna say is that Aquaria was like my number six pick. Oh. Specifically because like you know that drama is going to be desired by the producers. Oh, yeah. See, I saw her as either being in the top or not making it that far because she is, like, on social media, she's already basically, like, drag famous. Mm. Aquarius? She already had, like, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, she already had hundreds of thousands um, followers on Instagram. Oh, and Drag Queen wants hundreds and thousands of viewers. What? Drag and Drag Queen wants all, wants of her all their, viewers. their viewers. But but the thing is, like, people who get to the top are usually like they become famous through Drag Race, not like the other way around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like the really people who are already famous are gonna make it like halfway through. Oh yeah, definitely. But you know, fucking sucks. Yeah, it was just yeah. Okay. Nothing okay. Nothing against Aquaria because Aquaria is not a bad queen. I'm just saying, like, based on like her existing as like a super popular drag queen already, she was either going to, you know, make it super far or be one of the first few kicked off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. So, uh. Do you have a rating for the show, Sean? Me? Oh, boy. You. For this season specifically. For okay. for what you've seen of it, how do you feel? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want the link to our... Yes. Yeah. Um, so if all of our stuff is written up like what each rating means at tvdpodcast.tumblr.com slash about. Right. There's yeah. a little write-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. I know what my rating is. I'm pretty sure. Oof. Yeah, Oof. it's kind of a it's kind of really close between two of the ratings, but I think one one of them. But I want Sean to say first. Okay. Since he's the the newbie to Drag Race. Uh, it's I don't like competition shows, so that's fine. Uh, I'm not disappointed because I had no expectations. So <laughs> I don't know. Sour. Okay. Um, I was also going to go for sour, even though I still watch it and I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of bad and uncomfortable moments. 
Yeah. I also am going to rate it a sour because... Hell yeah. I read this accidentally as could have been gold. Like, <laughs> could have been gold. Could have been good. I mean, like, it could have been really great. Like, there's so much potential for this show, I feel. But, yeah. like, RuPaul herself, if we want to go into RuPaul real quick, <laughs> at the very end of this... We um, will. She just, like, he doesn't... Like, the base of the show is a great idea because it's really good to be able to show people, like, like a part of the queer community and sort of, like... Right. Um, and some people legit make their living like this. Oh, yeah. No, tons... Like, people now have jobs now because of this show. But there's so much content that they're either, like, throwing under the rug and ignoring or they're just, like, completely just denying the ability to have it shown on the show mm-hmm. specifically like in instances for this season with vixen there are so many things that i've like that she has said about the show that she wanted to say on the show yeah that producers just said no we're not putting that in or they would record it and they just never ended up in the final like taping well, of the and, show and last season with the inclusion of peppermint who is an uh open trans woman that was kind of like they included that accidentally I was so excited. I thought after last season, they were going to go someplace great. I was like, finally the show is actually going to go up. This shit just went down. There are so many, like, uh, non-cis people in the drag scene, but the show only wants to focus on cis people. A lot of the winners, some of the good few at least, are non-binary. Like, they don't even talk about gender stuff at all. So, when it comes to drag, I mean, which is a huge part of it. My understanding yeah. of drag is that it's uh, not done exclusively by gay men, but it's that the generally. like RuPaul like majority understanding of drag race is that it's a gay men thing. Yeah. Basically, I guess I'd say yeah. Okay. It's like what what RuPaul likes to call it is the male interpretation of feminine or like female empowerment that just makes it feel mocking then. right well and it, yeah drag was started by trans women yeah yeah as a way of like i mean i don't know dr- modern drag was definitely yeah yeah by trans women. for certain mm. and performance you know based stuff but yeah it, the, this feels weird the show could be good if it was run by literally anyone else mm-hmm well, maybe not literally anyone else, but there are a lot of better I options. Think, I think it should be run by somebody else. Yeah. I think it should be. Are you ready for Asia O'Hara's Drag Race? Yes, <laughs> very much. RuPaul, please sell your stuff. Please sell. Please sell. It's giving me butterflies in my stomach just thinking about it. Alright, so do you want to uh, dunk on RuPaul for a minute before we finish up? Uh, yeah, where do I start? <laughs> Anywhere you want. Um, you could start with the okay. reunion stuff. The reunion? Okay, can we put down a quick spoiler zone for that reunion stuff? Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Alright. <laughs> so let's start this off. Okay, so RuPaul's kinda ain't shit. RuPaul is piece of shit. Um, anyway, this is why I say this. So, on the reunion, specifically, of season 10, obviously all the queens made it back and everyone was here to give their peace and sort of come back after the show and say, 
whether they apologize for something or like how their life has changed or whatnot or whatever. So, you know, obviously RuPaul starts off with like Vanessa Vanjie Mateo being like, ah, you're so famous now, Ms. Vanjie, and that whole thing. So it was really cool. I was really happy that Vanessa got a chance, you know, have her glow up or whatever. But then like, you know, later on in the show, they started having like the conversations between people about like their issues with each other. And so obviously she's going to be on Vixen all the time. So RuPaul asks the Vixen all these questions that instead of like mediating a conversation, it's really just instigating the Vixen to be what she has been on the show. Constantly like saying, oh yeah, so you're this like angry person who just hasn't figured herself out and needs to get help for herself. And you have problems internally for you instead of like all of these other bitches are causing problems for you because you live in this world that doesn't accept like your sort of mindset which is total bullshit and so the vixen left during halfway of like the the taping she was like i came here to thank my fans you know thank them for supporting me and whatnot and then she said and y'all can have a good day and fucking left Nice. Because everybody... Has that ever happened before, by the way? uh, There has been someone who hasn't come back for a reunion. uh, And all sorts too. Fifi O'Hara did not come back for the reunion. Because she wanted all sorts too to be her redemption. Yeah. Basically. And it it wasn't. They just made her a villain again, basically. Right. So she's like, okay. So similar reasons, though. Yeah, no, there's tons of shit that happened. It's not the only time it's happened. Um, anyway, so the Vixen left basically because everybody was giving her shit. Everybody was like literally on her ass and on her back about you shouldn't say this or you should do it this way. The only person that defended her was Asia O'Hara. And then that's when the big part for me where I just realized that after, I mean, sans all the other stuff that's happened through Paul in the past of her being transphobic as shit and like all the weird comments she said where she's not gonna let anybody who isn't like a cis dude or like a DMAP person on the show. Right. That's total like gung-ho dumb shit. Like we already know that's bull. The reason why I'm specifically talking about this because it's on the show. So <laughs> she goes out here, she's like, I've been through the same thing that Vixen has been through and I've been through the same stuff. And she's like, I turned myself into something now. She's like, I told myself I just can't let this get to me or whatever. I can't just like I just have to let it roll off or whatever. And she's like Basically, for lack of a better word, she's just saying I'm better than her because I did these things in a different way. Because the vixen's just not taking the shit and like is immediately fighting back. But like me, you know, just had a bunch of white friends and got popular off of that, and you know, just throwing everybody else in my community under the bus. It's okay that I did it, and now that I'm famous, and you all guys like worshiping me like a fucking god. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. What is wrong with you millennials? Yeah. Exactly. That's what it's it's really just at that point I was like, okay, RuPaul just ain't shit. But like, that's also if, why I'm right drag race. If you're gonna villainize someone on your show, you can't like do it to their face. Like I know that sounds stupid, but like a lot of reality shows have like a quote unquote villain character, but the hosts are always impartial. Hmm. They're mm-hmm. never like, why are, why are you terrible? They're right. always supposed to be like, 
hey, I know you guys have conflict, but like put it aside and do your yeah. work. Yeah. But well, I mean, either way, that's what RuPaul was saying too. Like that's not really the conflict. That's not the like conflict resolve of the issue. She literally was just like, you just put this beside you, and the vixen's like, no, because well, the issue that they were talking about specifically that got her to leave was when everybody was basically like defending um because later in the episodes eureka has a spat with vixen and it's because eureka for some reason like gets up because she's like she's testing her like she's literally like like eureka in the episode like in the show is literally using the vixen like testing her out to see how she feels about her and instigating a fight which has been every single fight with the vixen and what the vixen's been trying to say is like all these other people are instigating fights with me because they know that I was going to go up against them with something. And because I, I do fight back or whatever. And so Eureka had some fuck shit about, like, I'm not getting a word in or whatever. And then it just, that conflict just kept building and building. And everyone sort of was like, oh my gosh, Eureka, you're so great. But then Vixen's over here like, y'all, she's literally taking out all the air in the room, so to speak. Hmm. So it's like, Vixen's like, I'm not going to, conflict resolve this by just forgetting about it and like moving on because this is an issue we need to deal with mm-hmm. so to speak and rupaul's sort of mentality with everything in her like that what got her to like the platform she has now was basically just you know forget it and move on which is like you never get the pick like, these issues are never solved and so now they're so ingrained into like 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 i guess like queer society and whatnot it's just, like, I mean, it's going to take a long-ass time for us to be able to, like, actually deal with these issues now. Because people just kept throwing them under the rug all the time. And that's why I love the Vixen for everything that she's done in this fucking season. And, like, mentioned about the bullshit with, like, race issues popping up and people never talking about them. And, like, mm-hmm. all these other things. So it's just... <sighs> RuPaul ain't shit. <laughs> End of spoiler zone. Right. Oh, that's it? You're done? Yep, that's yeah, that's it. Uh, and you kind of imagine that, like, the, when what happens in the show is that they, like, for drama's sake, they set up these, like, basically these, like, heroes and villains, these, like, redemption yeah. arcs and stuff. You gotta imagine that those things follow them home. Oh, definitely. Oh, for yeah. certain. I think the Vixen specifically has been lucky because she's from Chicago. Because <laughs> it just... <laughs> Almost every time, it's, I mean, Chicago's just, like, all the queens that are there, like, I mean, I only know a lot about them because I follow a lot of them on social media. I know about, like, their art and everyone there. Like, they ain't gonna look at her any different. Everyone who was, like, in Chicago was cheering her on from the start, they're still cheering her on now. Even, like, past drag race people are still, like, I've got your back, Vic said. Like, tons of people. Because, like, <laughs> they know what the shit that they had to go through. So they know the bullshit that they're trying to spew on the Vixen. And, like, other people, I guess. Whoever else has, like, that villain sort of aspect. So all those queens. And every people who aren't even seen as, like, villain characters in the past seasons. Are always just behind her. So, you know. You know. Rue needs some more backlash on this bullshit. But I think... It's a good thing that the Vixen was able to make comments after the show that a lot of people have heard because people still don't realize how, like, 
formulated and scripted this show is, even with it being a competition. Hmm. All right. All right. Um, speaking of social media, do you want people to follow you on things or stuff? Uh, you can say no. I mean, I've got a Twitter. <laughs> Plug your trailer. Might not be what you're looking for. Fair. Plug all of your stuff. Plug everywhere okay. that people can find. If you, you. want well, to, if okay, you want to. Actually, I will. I um I have a Twitter. It's at Zeta Beta Z E T A B A E T A. You know, because I'm Bay. Anyway, <laughs> um, content on there is really just me ranting about bullshit, my art, which is a lot of fat positive and a lot of queer positive sort of commissions that I get. Um, I also have a twitch.tv channel. Hell yeah. It's uh, twitch.tv slash beta bat. B-A-E-T-A B-A-T. Um, I am starting to try to stream there more often. I just play a bunch of whatever video games I feel like. Trying to see if I can get more on like retro games because I think those are cute and also my computer can run them. You can play like but, so yeah. much Binding of Isaac. I do, but I don't play it on my <laughs> Twitch anymore because my computer can't run it functionally. Oh no! Yeah, it's it it frame drops too much. But I do play fun games like Stardew Valley or Hotline Miami oh, or maybe even Kirby's Adventure. You'll never know. I might have an emulator, but I won't tell. No, I won't tell. That's illegal. <laughs> it's a secret. But yeah, that's it. That's my social media that I'm willing to give out. <laughs> Great. And nice. you can find us, as always, on tbdpodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, write us on iTunes, etc., etc. Yeah, and we may have a new podcast to plug here at the end soon. We'll do it next episode. <laughs> We're not doing it yet. We don't have a place to plug yet. <laughs> I also might plug a future podcast in the future. Yeah, we'll... we'll We'll let y'all we'll know. Do that. We'll deal with that when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right. well, hey, usually uh, at the end of a me episode or a Kalena episode, you know, the alternate one picks, like, what show they're going to do next. AJ, do you, uh, you don't gotta, but, like, do you have any ideas for if you came back on what show you would do? Oh, oh, um, you know, there is one that's just sort of within the same realm when it comes to, like, queer media that I've actually been really into. And I thought that would be really good for people to, like, actually get an opinion about. Because I haven't seen really anything at all on, like, any form of, like, advertisement about it. And it's called Pose. Pose. So it's actually, like, a... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's, like, a TV show that was based on the 80s. And, um, in the 80s, basically, majority of New York is uh, about different um, houses within the bulk drag community and, you know, galas and shit. All this, all these, all these oats, you know, all these rhinestones. It's really cool. <laughs> and it's got some cool, you know, aspects about it that I think are really important on the show. And, so, and is this on Netflix or something? It is currently on FX. And I know that they probably do sell them on, like, Amazon yeah. and whatnot. I don't know if it'll. But it might make it onto Hulu eventually. 
I'm pretty sure FX but, is in like everybody's channel. If you yeah, have, if you have like cable or you know, yeah, yeah, TV. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Great. So, <laughs> well, if you okay. come on again, we'll watch Pose. Yeah. I probably would. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm just yanking y'all's chain. <laughs> See y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.